everybody, and welcome to the commentary for episode 8 of Da -da -da, Genesis Avalon, as Bruce Busby's about to tell you. Um, come on, just, there we go. Um, I am the writer, director, and creator, and sort of an actor, uh, Catherine Pride. Um, and with me today is the, the original script editor, <laughs> um, oh, uh, Chris Britton. Um, Chris Britton, so he's with me. Hello! So, hey, now, hey. I don't, now you don't have to listen to me do this alone. <laughs> so I'm not rambling. Um, no, I, I, know, I know, but your ramble has, has a nice, you know, little uh, little cadence to it, and now I'm going to interrupt with my uh, big, bolshy British tones. But you know um, what? I like your big British tones. That sounds really dirty, oh, but I like it, so it's okay. It does. It um, does. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place to start. That's a good place yes. to start. Yes. <laughs> start it in dirty place. It only just works its way up from there. Um, or down. <laughs> um, Whichever. So. So talking of starts, yes. where are we starting, Kat? Um, so we're picking right up where Episode 7 left off. Well, a couple hours later. Now it's nighttime. Um, the fight that happened at Episode 7 happened around, you know, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. She's been flying around all that time, just replaying everything that happened in her head. And finally she gets to the point where she, like, keeps thinking about it and then gets so distracted that she's like, oh, I'm losing altitude. What the hell? Oh, look, there's an alley. Um... And it turns out that the, the street that she lands on is the same street that Julian lives on. And he's My sitting literally outside of his apartment holding his keys on the steps because his girlfriend kicked him out. <laughs> and I, I sort of like that sort of adds a bit of fate and destiny aspect to it. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure if that's what you were going for or whether there's something in that that might be revealed in the future. But I just like the idea that, that uh, despite him being uh, thoroughly annoyed at her, um, and her, up until very recently, feeling um, ambivalent to angry at him, <laughs> that they're still drawn back together. Um, yeah, they, they really are. And um, without without getting spoilery to stuff that's coming far in the future, um, they, they really are characters that um, naturally just kind of are drawn together. And part of it is, as, 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 it, as you realize in this scene, is that he's not going to stop until he finds out who she is, because he thinks she's responsible for Martin's death. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, and it, it kind of makes her go, you know, I hate you because you don't understand me. And really that's kind of a childish reaction to have, but one of the things about Jaina that I like is that uh, she's, a she's never done this before. Who, you know, no one has a base of comparison for being a superhero because before her, there never was a public superhero. So, so she's like, I don't know how to deal with this crap. I just go with it as it happens. And, you know, sometimes her reactions not the best ones. Not the best reactions you can have to something. No, but I think that's, that's a lot more honest. Um, I, I feel this, this walks in the vein of more modern uh, modern comic and superhero characters. Um, I always feel like, you know, I, I, you go back to the 1960s and 70s and you read sort of Stan Lee's new comics from there. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you like a good comparison to draw here, I guess, is Spider-Man, because kind of, you know, similar age, a bit younger maybe. But Spider-Man's like, he's amazing, straight away. Yeah. He's, he's just awesome. And he, not many problems come up in those first early comics they kind of did a bit later but then you look now and you look at sort of like 2000 reboot Ultimate Spider-Man and he's they really make yeah. like he makes loads of mistakes yeah he really does and that's and kind of how you've already got that here yeah I think it's because part of it was that I really did want to write a superhero that was kind of realistic I mean it's using a mythology that I personally have connection to I love Celtic mythology but 
you know, it, it is a superhero show, and I kind of wanted to do things where you realize that, you know, she has problems that you might not think about, and that she has thoughts that, that you know, typical comic books don't address. And she's doing the role of Demon Slayer, which, which is different from, like, you know, hey, I'm going to take this super-powered villain and lock you up, you know? So it's it's different, because there's... Like like she's saying in this scene with Asara, she killed a guy. No matter what you call it, that used to be a guy, and then she killed him. How are you supposed to to to, to process that information? So it's, yes, it's kind of interesting to play with. Especially as Asara, up until this point, and this is very much the the main uh, drive of this entire episode. Asara has really not told her anything. Yeah, she really hasn't. And, she's been. And if anything, she's hindered her rather than helped. Oh yeah. Up until this point. And. Uh, now that I've plotted out season four, I can tell you for a fact that you will find out exactly what Asara's chip on her shoulder is. But not until season not four. Not until season four. I know. Shut up, you love me. Yes, yes, I do. Even though I make your life hell. Not hell, just more interesting. Just more interesting? That's good to know. But yeah, so... So, yeah, in this scene, like... I think I like this because this is kind of setting up where Jaina's starting to hit that level of she went through her first big battle with Belial and then she goes through this and this is totally different from that fight with Belial you know with yes. Belial it's a character from a comic book it's like one of those villains that gives you nightmares when you're nine and you defeated him so yay you know but that's yeah, I mean, not Belial, this this is different because the thing with Belial is he appears first time in episode five, I think. Four, but and yeah. And the build-up is like, oh my god, this guy is terrifying. And you kind of think, oh, the, you know, okay, there's the mentions of Obsidian, and he kind of like appears a little bit. But it's sort of like Belial's going to be the big bad of this season, and Obsidian's going to be the big bad of the overall thing. And then she's killed him by episode seven. Yeah, yeah. And it's because he's a test. He's not really the villain. He's not the main villain, and you'll see... Yeah, and that's when you start realizing, because the very next episode, Lil shows up, and you realize this chick is knucking butts. <laughs> like, she's got a few screws oh, yeah. to But, um... Yeah, I know. We, yeah. We, we've got to keep the commentary PG-13, I assume. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. and... I'll be, I'll be good. You're doing fine. Really, you're doing fine. But, oh, hey, spoilery, spoilery. A star is about to call somebody. <gasps> somebody that I really, yes, really yes, love. Yes. Character, and I'm like so excited that he shows up in two episodes. Two episodes. I like, and I love this character, and I cannot wait for him to show up. Um, I was listening to this earlier because it was, it was, it's been quite a while since I edited this, so I was listening to it and trying to remember like what the hell's going on, and yeah. I'd forgotten about that line, and I know who's coming. I was like, oh yay, this is when it gets teased. There's a lot of teasery lines in this. Yeah. There's a lot of. Ah, well, if only you... No, I can't tell you now. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. This is one of those episodes where a lot of stuff almost comes out and then really doesn't. Like, I'm so mean. It's like the episode of, of Dropped Hints. Like, I think this episode is like all Dropped Hints. And then episode and 9 is like some Dropped Hints, then lots of bad stuff. And then episode 10 is like... Like, another reveal, and then, more drop in. Sounds so mean. <laughs> so if you're all just honest with each other at the start, everything yeah. would have been fine. Fine. It would have been great. But, of course, people aren't like that, because people are yeah. people. So yeah, where are we now? Scene three. Um, this is where uh, Jaina finally realizes that, you know, <laughs> the only two people she can tell about being Avalon are 
or Noir, her cat, <laughs> who's kind of a pawn, so she's mad at him right now, too. And, and Asara, who, you know, literally, she just punched in the I face, and now is debating if she really wants to be Avalon at all, because she can't, she can't handle not being told the truth when it costs someone their life. Yes. Because if she had just known that that was what Obsidian was planning, before, she, before Martin turned, she's still convinced she could have done something. Yeah. Even though, really, no, you can't. I mean, once they've been hit with the dart, there's really nothing you can do. Um, because by that point, the poison's in their system, yeah, and the magic's doing its work. Yeah. Um, but she's convinced there might have been a better way to do it. And maybe there would have been. Maybe she could have gotten Martin out of the office before he killed people. Before he, or I don't know if he killed people so much as, you know, he, before he destroyed an office, you know, and injured people. And, and so Jaina finally just comes clean to Z. And I love how Marley plays Z in this, where Z's not even, like, confused. She's like, oh, come on, the superhero started in Pennsylvania at our college and then magically moved here with us, and you made all these disappearances? And I like it because, you know, I think, I think, you know, that whole big reveal of, I'm a superhero in so many superhero shows, is a little overdone, actually. Absolutely. Because they act like it is the biggest shock in the world that this person you know who disappears all the time and is never there during the middle of a big conflict... Is it, they're like, no, there's no way you're the superhero. It's like, yes, there is. Put the pieces together. Come on. Totally. It's, it's either, it goes one or two ways. It's either overdone and everyone's like, oh my God. And you're like, really? Or the, wor- the and the, the more, the worse one. I can't speak English today. The one That's which right. is less good. There we go. <laughs> um, that sounded better. Um, is where you have the character who's really close with the superhero but doesn't figure it out for ages and ages and yeah. ages. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my god, it's so obvious. And um, yeah. So I know I, I much prefer it when the reveal comes at a sensible amount of time. And I feel that episode 8 is a sensible amount of time. For someone to know, yeah. I mean, like, not everybody knows, obviously. Right now, it's easy to knows. But, I mean, like, I don't, feel, I don't feel like it's a big spoiler to tell people, hey, guys, other people will find out. But, like, not now. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and make all of these people not know who Avalon is. Come on. Um, the characters don't need to have the complete shock all the time. Um, but, there, I mean, there are characters who, I'm not kidding when I say they don't find out till season three. Yes. But the reason why is because of of whether or not they know Avalon or they know Jaina. Yeah, and obviously so it's that same kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's not so obvious. Exactly. I love and then the. Here's, um, sorry, you go. That's okay. I was just gonna say this is a scene that I actually added in. I added it in right before sending it to you to the editor because I realized that I had a problem. I had Tanya and Julian having their like breakup. But it was, like, all off-screen. And I was like, but Tanya's a cool character. I like Tanya and Julian. Um, so I wanted to make sure that, like, there was actually some sort of note of finality there. And and so I used, like, the, like, I love Julian. The, 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 the analogy of Julian is kind of like a P.I., only not nearly as skilled. So I've got the, the P.I. saxophone music in the background. Well, I was, I was, I was about to say, I really like this little thing. Um, uh, I really like the music behind it, and yeah, that was exactly, it's a film noir, sort of uh, 1940s piece of music, which I think works yeah. really well, 1940s, 1930s even. Um, and also, Tanya and Julian are quite interesting, because they're quite well suited, because they're both a bit useless. Yeah, yeah. In, in a good way, in a normal yeah. way, but they are <laughs> well, both I mean, a bit useless. Well, I, th- I think part of the reason why I like Tanya is because she is very much 
women that I know personally mm. where you want to be supportive of your of your of your boyfriend's job or his 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 extracurricular activities but at one point it does hit a level where they're ignoring you or they're putting their safety in danger and some girls just go I'm done. Yeah. I checked out, bitches. You know, I mean, like, they're just done. And I think that's the kind of person Tanya is. Because, you know, it, it's one thing It's one thing for your boyfriend to go off and try to get a frontline scoop on a, on a supervillain attacking the city. Because, really, you, you try to justify it by going, well, maybe he's, like, a wartime reporter. You know? Maybe he thinks this is a big scoop. As long as he's safe, it shouldn't be a big deal. But then he brings said superhero to your doorstep, bloody and broken, and goes, let me in. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Can I just say, I, beginning of this scene, the news report, I love the fact that you give all your characters surnames. I do, yes. Yeah. Everybody has a name. I know. And I don't, I don't know why particularly, because I, I, I'm, I'm not particularly bothered about surnames. Or anything. I just call them by their first name. I can't be asked if it's Mr. and Mrs stuff it doesn't bother me but i just like on on shows i like to know that a character has some kind of roundness to them even if they're just a news reporter who appears for one line uh, yeah i think it's because i think it's because sometimes it kind of bugs me when like i look at a like I'll, I'll watch a show and then go to get to the cast list on imdb and they only have a first name yeah stan i'm like why did, why did he not deserve a last name like like did you guys just decide last names were for losers i don't understand uh, so but yeah no it's it's just part of how i kind of structure my characters i like to know that everyone's got a name yeah um the only poor guy who doesn't have a last name is noir <laughs> yeah but he's a titty, but he's so it doesn't a cat yeah <laughs> Cats don't have a long history of surnames. Exactly. Unless yeah. you've got one of those cats which you call Mrs. Wilberforce or something. <laughs> uh, in, in which case, you should feel very bad about yourself. Mr. Flaffigans. Yes. There wasn't Quite. And then I love how Noir actually scratched Jada on the face just now. He I was know. like, bitch, please! Whack! <laughs> and, and I like this because Noir kind of comes clean and he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you what Asara didn't tell you and what we should have told you from the beginning. But we didn't tell you because we thought you didn't need to know. <laughs> but clearly they genuinely did. thought Obsidian wasn't going to do it again. They really thought it was just like an attempted plan that failed. They didn't like stop to go, well, maybe he'll bring it back in like 10 years. <laughs> and there's more hints in this, more hints about Obsidian's past and Asara's past. You know, Jaina yeah. tries to ask a few questions and gets rebuffed a few times. Um, yeah, and that happens a lot. Um, a, l a couple more hints will get dropped, um, but but uh, it's. I think part of it is also because I like writing the show from the point of view of Jaina. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that is that there's a lot Jaina just won't know. Yeah. Because characters don't always tell you everything you need to know and people don't always tell you what you need to know and the evidence that you need to support a, an idea may not actually be there no it may be lost to time somewhere so you just you're stuck with theories and you're stuck with ideas and you're stuck with not knowing so well, it's kind of fun playing that way well here's a question you may or may not be able to answer but i'm going to okay. ask it anyway go is, for it is obsidian's obsession with this city in particular is that because Asara was there, and now Jaina was there, or is it something to do with the city? It's to do with the city. Uh. Um, it's well, think about it. Manhattan's an island. Yeah. And it's yeah. also, it's it's a very colorful, colorful oh, city. And it's it, it's it's kind of one of those things about how, like, think about it. In, in New York, people attack New York all the time in Spider-Man, even though really. Uh, some of the villains got there first. Like, I mean, it's not like Peter was, like, the only person there just going, I'm web-slinging! Oh, look, villains! Like, 
And it's the same reason why, like, Gotham has a lot of crime, and then Batman shows up, and then you get supervillains. But it's more of a situation where uh, part of it is also, um, like, there is, like, a center, like, of evil, I guess, is what you'd call, like, a demon circle or something. Yeah. And Obsidian's, like, base, basically, is somewhere in the realm around New York City. Okay. So, and if you look at the history of of the show, like when I when I do go through and do parts of it in season four, uh, the last the Avalon before Asara lived in New York in the seventies, which was when it was not a good place to live. No, of course. And and so I think that might have been when Obsidian went, "Hey, I like this place. I'm a hang here." <laughs> crime and crime and yeah. mafia and all that jazz. And even when you do clean up a city like that, there's still an underworld, and I think that, you know, as, as someone like Obsidian, because you know, he is a demon, and he is the basically right hand of the devil, basically he can set up shop wherever he wants, and he just feels like setting it up there, so. That's very interesting. Well, there we go. You learn something new every day. Yes, every day. It's exciting and interesting. Woohoo! It's better than me rambling alone for two episodes. Um... <laughs> Um, and then I like how, I like this scene because uh, you know I like Z as like the pragmatist. I don't know if that's the right word, or just I guess maybe just the logical one. Of the group. Yeah, no, no, I think prag- goes, pragmatist is good. Yeah, because she just kind of looks at her and goes, "Uh, I'm sorry if you killed somebody, but you basically were doing what cops do when a guy pulls a gun on you, so uh, don't sweat it." <laughs> like, absolutely, yeah. No, I no, I, th- I think that's good. I think she's cheap. She is necessary to be there for Jaina to uh, to have someone to you know put the world back into some kind of sense that isn't a cat or an ex supervillain. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, just someone normal and human. And uh, I like having that there. I like having that normal person there. So, and and Z's an interesting character. Um, but if I had to choose, and I really like Marley playing her because she's one of those people that I'll get lines from her. And every single one of them will be an ad lib. Chances are it's better than what I wrote in the script, so it gets used. It's like, gee, I wonder how much this actually resembles the original script. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> but uh, there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and and I really I really like having Z around. I think she's a cool kind of uh, centered character to have. Um, well, yeah. While providing a bit of comedy to it. Yeah, yeah, she's just got a little bit of levity there, so she's oh, Gina. like, like which we're gonna need. What's <laughs> <laughs> coming? Yeah, man. Le- levity is levity is required, if not even desired. Which is one reason why I can't wait for Sam to show up, because that man is just full of humorous comebacks and quips. He's just he's like a ball of snark. And, See, that and, you just and you humor. just given away a spoiler there. They know it's a man. That's okay. It could have been okay. Samantha. Oh, could have been Samantha. Woo, you're right. You are right, good sir. <laughs> I concede to your biting humor. <laughs> you, you, yes, yes, well. Quote Zarina. There I go, cross-references the shows again. Um, but, um, She's a freedom fighter. Yes, well, you know, she kind of is. I mean, like, I, you know, I didn't, you know, it's one of those things where um, I'm tr- I try to do this, and I don't know if it comes off as well right now, because... It is kind of, it's so centered on one character, you can't cover everything at once. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, these demon attacks are literally destroying, like, whole blocks of New York City. Oh, and it's a, 
it's a big city, yes, but it is destroying. Like, like uh, one fight can knock out three buildings. And I think it's cool that you see someone like from Z's perspective, who's just a normal average person going, gee, I wonder if my apartment's going to survive another attack. What if it's close to me next time? And she's kind of like, you're a good guy. Please don't act like you're not, because if you don't, uh, we won't have to worry about rent on this place for long. Totally. And she almost becomes the voice of the city. And, of course, this is the New York in a post-9-11 world. So uh, yeah. people are seeing this stuff going on, and it, it, it's harkening back to events of the recent past. But this time, there's yeah. no visible. There's no visible enemy. There's no, you know, enemy. That's a. There's no. There's no visible culprit. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like you have someone you can point fingers at and go, we can take action as a city with this person. Yeah. Whereas, because here, it's one of those things where they really do kind of have to rely on, oh, God, we have a superhero. Because literally, the superhero can actually do things that we don't understand. Yeah. And that we can't do. So, and then, <laughs> this is where poor Noir finds out that Z knows, and he's just like, what? 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 <laughs> And then Ready. there's a line in there where he, where she's undressing, because she's like, I'm going to take a shower. And he's like, I'm British. It doesn't mean I'm a prude. Yeah. And I thought so hard about cutting that line. I was not sure if I was going to keep it. No, I, I like, really liked that line. I okay. Really I was like, I, was like, I don't know if today. that should be in there. Uh, I'll leave it in. <laughs> no, it really but, um, it, it amused me today, again, while I was re-listening to it. I thought it was very <laughs> funny. Um, it's just but, a nicely placed. I mean, Chris is just... A joy to listen to. He's wonderful. I absolutely love having him on my show, and he's on yours now too. Indeed, so I know. It's it's cool. We get to steal him and keep him in a box. Um, <laughs> but not that I'm going to tell anybody that I keep Chris Hackney in a box, even though I totally would if I could. <laughs> but uh, so, oh my gosh, we're at the end of the episode. That went fast. They always do. They always do. Yeah. Uh, closing remarks. It is gonna get crazier from here. Uh, this is like I think like the lowest, the like like easiest paced episode of the next four. Yeah, like from nine to twelve, it ramps up to the end of the season, and you are on the edge of your seat by the end. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's starting to get more into the thick of things. The battles ramp up, and uh, it should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. And if you liked it, please go to pendantaudio.com, leave a general comment on our FAQ page, or go to the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash pendant. Um, or hey, if you got us through iTunes, check out iTunes, leave a review. Um, anyway, anything you want to say, Chris? Uh, no, I think I, th- I think that's it. It's been it's it's much fun coming on board as your co-comment commentator, and where, where yes. I will be for the foreseeable future. Um, yes. Until you get fed up with me and kick me out. Um, no, I doubt that. And yeah, um, I will join you again next month. Great. Okay. See you guys next month. Bye-bye. Bye bye.